for lack of a better word, is good. The time came when the ticker tape in the broker's office told a new story. It was panic. Sixteen and a half million shares of stock sold in a single day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest uh, Stock Market for Beginners, the number one podcast from the Stock Market for Beginners Facebook group. I nearly completely flubbed up there, and uh, Lloyd was looking very happy there. Uh, yes, we are here live in the Facebook group, guys. Uh, this is Stock Dirty to me. We help you understand the stock market coming from ordinary guys. And if you uh, are watching us live, you can see that there's a different uh, face here. It is our good friend, the money millionaire friend lloyd ross is joining up, us yeah. how are you doing sir i'm doing good i'm i'm good i'm doing great actually doing great yeah don't have a cold beer on my hand like tony but you know it's well it is like it. yeah it's a little a little early for you to have that it's always beer. five o'clock somewhere man well, how about this? Open. when bubba when bubba cracks 200 i'll bring a beer oh that's gonna be fun yeah. We got some lives here. We got Oklahoma. We also got Dorothy and constant presence on the show. So thank you, Dorothy, coming coming in from the villa villages in Florida. So Tony, how are you doing? Good, man. Made a lot of money today. Uh, just sit back and relaxing. It's actually been a pretty good week. Um, I would the markets the the overall market index is raised 50% of its losses for the year and just the last like week and a half. So um, they were still down, still down like four and a half percent on the year, which isn't too bad. Um, I I thought it was going to keep going down farther. It's still May. I do still think we're going to finish in the red for the year, but overall not a horrible year considering all of the craziness that's happening right now in the world. So not yet anyways we'll see at the end we'll see at the end yeah all right so uh we have a few topics on the agenda already let's start with what's going on with facebook okay. <laughs> yeah well we should probably start with the fact that our buddy uh lloyd here made like what ninety thousand dollars this week <laughs> uh, i think uh total about probably sixty-five thousand. Damn, that's like yeah. my entire investment portfolio. Yeah, but yeah, there's people yeah. out there making like Warren Buffett did nine billion in a day. But the other day, when Apple, you know, had its earnings, he he made nine billion in a day. Jesus. So well, you know, yeah. he's no Kathy Woods, but he's <laughs> no, he's, he's, not, he's no Kathy. But you know, he, no. he everyone has aspirations, so maybe one day he can be like Kathy. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been a good week. I mean, it's been interesting because um. You have this whole market, like, you know, the when when you know the old saying goes, a high tide rises, you know, raises all boats. And in the last couple of years, we've had all these people who are new to the market who think they're amazing at stock picking and so forth because they've actually been there's a full moon and the tide's really high. It's king tide and it's helped everyone rise, including Kathy Wood. So, but oh, uh, yeah. I think tide's going out now, and you're going to see who's swimming naked, as Warren Buffett says. And I think that. <laughs> There's a few people swimming naked. Kathy Woods won. She's stark naked, and the tide's running out pretty quick. And it's pretty obvious. But um, yeah, the market looks like it's juicing back up a bit. But I think the Fed, if it tightens rates this year by five or eight points, it could be a real volatile year. Like, right? 
So, um, <laughs> didn't know you had a cat. <laughs> Got a cat cam, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Facebook, Facebook's interesting because um, uh, it actually is a wonderful business and it's pumping out cash flow like no tomorrow. It's arguably one of the best businesses in the world run by a very capable guy who's got a good vision. It's reinvesting a ton of money into its R&D for its reality labs, which is actually pro uh, producing revenue. And it, it just, it still had overall user growth. It just didn't have growth in its Facebook platform for the first time. And that one bit of news flipping hammered it. It hammered it. It had the greatest, what, 320 billion pulled off its market cap in a day, the greatest fall in a day in the history of US stock market. Any market. Yeah, it's it's definitely significant. It's the most oversold stock that I've seen right. in a couple of years. And uh, I mean, right now it's it's uh, e ratio is the lowest it's been in a decade, maybe. I mean, it's at right. sixteen right now, which is incredible value. Yeah. Uh, but a P ratio of sixteen for a tech company. Yeah, it's social well, media, but it's a tech company. So uh, what happens? Well, Pete, to that point. Tony, Peter Lynch, everyone knows Peter Lynch, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So Peter Lynch has got this thing in his book, uh, One Up on Wall Street. If you read that book, he uses this thing called the PEG ratio, P-E growth yeah. ratio. The forward, yeah. For forward, yeah. yeah. So what's interesting with Facebook is that it's PE 16, but it's, it's, it's free. I think it's, yeah, it's free cash flow growth for the year. It's looking at 1.2 I'm looking at right now, which is for peg ratio. Yeah, it's it's really um, come back. So like it's free cash flow is up 67% for the year. It's massive. By the so, way, this company still makes millions of dollars. <laughs> Even if I'm putting $10 billion over the next year into their meta project, Oh and them factoring in the losses for the Apple privacy policies from the new iOS update doesn't matter. By the way, the, a lot of people are like considering that to be a huge problem in the future, but that was a big problem last quarter for companies like Snapchat and I forget the other the other social media company that has the all these companies are dealing with the same issue from Apple and they still had record earnings for this quarter. Yeah. yeah. So it's really they're going to find ways around it. Yeah, well, it's free cash flow generation for the year was thirty-eight billion. So it's a cash pumping machine, one of the best in the world at it. Do you have any so I don't think it's actually Facebook right now, Lloyd. Do I have any money? Not yet, but put, I'm uh, pretty last confident. Friday. Oh God, you go, you go. I'm pretty last confident. Last Friday, I put a thousand in. Yeah. And Monday, I put another thousand in. I was going to put like 5,000 in, but I wanted to see what was going to happen first. And it looks yeah. like uh, it's, this could be a dead cat bounce or it could be the, uh, the turning point. But like you said, I, I expect March, we're going to see more downturn because people are going to panic about the fed and the interest rates rising. And one point I'll make about that is a lot of people are like, is the U S economy done? Is the stock market done? Blah, blah, blah. The U S stock market, no longer going to be the superpower, blah, blah, blah. Guys, the S&P 500 and the U.S. stock market has already gone through this in the 70s. It's gone through pandemics, wars, um, the Cold War. Uh, all, the Great Depression. Major inflation in the 70s. People waiting in line for gas, having to go get gas by the last four digits of their Social Security number. 
you know, you could only get gas on certain days of the week. Like we've seen some really crazy crises in this country. So uh, this isn't the first time that something like this is happening. I know we've produced a ton of money, but we've dealt with this type of issue before. We've yeah. dealt with terrorist attacks. We've dealt with the housing crisis, the mortgage crisis. We dealt with financial crisis. Uh, you know, the, the dot-com bubble. We've gone through this type of stuff before. So. Y2K. Like we've done all. I think people um they have this weird thing though. They think the stock market is this like machine or this thing. The stock market is just a representation of the businesses of in the United States and around the world. So if those businesses all go broke, yeah, then the stock market's worth zero. But yeah, the odds of all those businesses going broke on the same day are the only way that's going to happen is we get hit by a media, or there's it actually a real pandemic that actually kills people, and then and uh, or some sort of uh, the world an, ap- an apocalyptic event yeah, yeah some yeah. apocalyptic but then it yeah. won't matter anyways money won't exactly matter. so who cares about the money yeah? yeah it doesn't matter so <laughs> i think people don't understand that that it's actually made up of business when they're buying a stock they're buying a, a share in a business um and so they're starting to understand that now that we're seeing uh, a red year yeah they're understanding yeah. that now but i like think casino. interesting about facebook is lee lu who's actually uh been mentored by charlie munger and Charlie Munger gave him 880 million of his dollars and he turned it into 800 million. And he's a real good friend of Warren Buffett and Charlie's. Not, not bad. Not bad. He's, good friends yeah, to have. Yeah. And he's a, he's a real, like he's one of the major billionaire investors, right? And he's good. And he 10% of his portfolio is in Facebook before it fell. So he saw value in that as a business before it fell. So I can't imagine what he's probably doing now. You might be back in the truck up to go and buy a ton more at these prices. And there's, it's held by a lot of really, really big hitting stock pickers. It is a great business. And I think the thing with Facebook is people are worried about its future growth. But what I'm excited about is the fact that Mark Zuckerberg is so young and he's very yeah. clever. He has wonderful engineers and he has a great brand and he owns Instagram, which is the number one most downloadable app in the world last year. And, and WhatsApp. And WhatsApp, which he hasn't even monetized. Which Worldwide. Yeah. 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 He hasn't even monetized it. And, and they got Reality Labs, which is actually producing Oculus. revenue. It's so, a wonderful Floyd, business. Do you think, yeah. I, I think there's a little bit of Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, for whatever reason, is kind of a polarizing figure, and a lot of people hate him. And I yeah. think a lot of people want to see Facebook fail because, you know, uh, you know, Hating censorship or whatever ideas they may have about the company and him. And I'll admit he is kind of robotic-like and very alien-like when you see him talk and stuff. But he's clearly really smart. And uh, I think there's some bias there, you know? Well, people just love getting on the bandwagon and people love a villain because all Disney stories have a villain and you need one. So they've chosen him as the villain for the story and so on. What I find people really ironic, successful people. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I, what I find ironic about the whole thing is they voice that opinion about him on his platforms. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. So yeah, Facebook's done as they're typing it on Facebook. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, this, yeah, that's right. So the, this is what I think of when I think of if I'm going to buy this business. Is it a reasonable? It, it does it produce tons of cash? And the answer is yes, heaps. Does it have a moat? Yes, it does. How do I know that? Because the other day when, oh, not the other day, but a while, a few months ago when WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram went out, literally our businesses were fucked. Like I'm not, like I'm dead. So my whole livelihood depends on these platforms. So does you my You can't dad. just go to TikTok? Why can't you do it on TikTok? 
it, he's not doing the dance. Uh, subject, it's not the on. same. It's, it's not, not the same. same. It's not just that though. It's like the systems of our business are embedded in the Facebook platforms of groups, yeah. right? And I think that people don't understand the depth of the moat of this business enough. And that's why like, oh, it's going to go. It's so embedded in our culture and what we do in our businesses that it's very hard to not have. <laughs> and even communication with our, like all of our photos are on there and all of our, like Instagram is how we vote how we have free speech and how we, and we're all like narcissistic. So we're like, oh, we want to put our photos up so other people can see us and right. So that's not going to go away. I think it's an addictive thing and he's got a great product. It's sticky. It produces a ton of cash. And right now it's at a reasonable price. And I have a question. Yeah. Would you now they're putting a lot of money into reality labs and the metaverse project. Yeah. And let's say, obviously if that works out and it blows up, I mean, Facebook stocks literally going to go to the moon, mm -hmm. but say this project fails and they end up dropping, you know, 20, $30 billion in it over the next couple of years. Do you think that is going to hinder Facebook significantly? What do you think the downside of that is? Well, the interesting thing is that um, it doesn't need the reality labs to work to win because it's got so much cash flow coming in that it's, it's got a moat. It's hard to beat. It can still grow steadily and make money and pay dividends. It can do all that. So it doesn't need it. But my what I look at is I think about the psychology of Mark. He's an owner of the business, which is really powerful. He has skin in the game. He's got more skin than anyone in this game. So when he takes the skin that he's got and he takes all of his very well-talented engineers and his reputation and he puts it all on the line for something and pumps it full of 10 billion worth of cash, I'm very confident that he knows it's going to pay off. Like there's always an element of faith when you're in business to go and attack something, but it's already producing it. Last year it produced 2 billion in revenue. It's not, is it going to work? It's already working. They just realized that it's the next growth engine of Facebook or meta. Right. And that's why they listen. You don't go and change the name of Facebook to meta and then put all your engineers and spend 10 billion in something you don't think is going to work. That's That's not how he became successful. He's tested this already. It's not if it's going to work. It's happening. Yeah. So it's the future of gaming even. I mean, we all know that we're going to be consciousness uploaded to a computer one day in the future. It's flipping obvious. You can see it happening. He's just moving the, us forward into that realm. Also, we all get to have the holodeck in our house if we want. Like, come on. Who doesn't want to have the holodeck from Star Trek in your house by just flipping on some goggles and boom, yeah. or ready player one? Like, he's, these sure. are the kids that grew up reading these books. So they're just creating it for themselves. What about this? Apple, which is the greatest company that ever existed, right? Apple is the number one business in the world. And its next growth engine is wearable tech for the metaverse because it's going to go into wearable virtual reality equipment, right? And that's going to be just as valuable to them as this because this is how we talk to each other now, right? So it's just going to go, oh, let's put it there so that they can go into the real, like into the reality world, not just type with each other, but be with each other. And I think Facebook or Meta and Apple are actually close, more closely linked than what, you know, the both the CEOs realize. They, they're one and the same. Because if you weren't on social media, this wouldn't be as important. Yeah, they almost need each other to, to succeed. They do. And know? I'm sure they, they thrive with each other. They do. And look, so I think Apple's a wonderful business to own and see warren buffett thought that too and he's made billions from that and um and facebook's wonderful to own 
I don't know if it's going to be these prices again, but when you have a PE of 16 times earnings and it's pumping at 37% growth in free cash flow for the, it's insanely cheap, but you can't catch the bottom of it, which is painful. So when you're investing, you're like, shit, I can see the value. And, and, and the type of businesses you want to invest in when you want to buy, you don't pull up a spreadsheet and start doing discounted cash flows. When you see something, an opportunity, and Warren Buffett talks about this, it's got to jump out at the page at you. Manish Prabhai also talks about it. He says he never used, in one of his 10 rules and 10 commandments of investing, never use Excel spreadsheet. If you have to use an Excel spreadsheet, it's not an easy spot. And Charlie Munger says, if it's not an easy spot, it's a no. That's why they call him the abominable no man. So this is like one of those opportunities where it's like, holy shit, that's cheap. You can see it. I agree. It. When I, Phil will contest to this. When we were in our group chat on I think it was Friday or Thursday last week, it dropped 22%. And I'm like, that's impossible. I'm buying this immediately. Like, yeah, you were, you were dead set. I literally bought it the next morning at open. I didn't even care. I think it was like, I bought it at like 229 at first. So it, it dropped more, but it's now at 231. So you made some money. Well, I actually put more in and I, I've averaged down. But so I'm at like 234 or something for a cost, but I don't even care. I mean, it, it's such a, to me, it's just a no brainer to drop 26% for no, for no reason at all. Like panic, you know? Yeah. It, yeah it's, uh, and it didn't even have a bad, it didn't have a bad earnings. Report. It beat earnings. It just, it, that's what's stupid about it. It, yeah. it actually beat their earnings from yeah. the last quarter. And this is what happened at Apple, right? So back in 2016, the same thing happened to Apple. Its revenue from its uh, phones got went through a bit of a wobbly spot. And the likes of Carl Icahn and those big billionaire guys that run after growth companies not net, like Netflix, they all sold out at that point. They're like, you know what? Growth's over. Game's over. It was a fun while it lasted. Bye. Goes to a 10 times PE. And you know who scoops it up, puts $50 billion in it? Warren. Right? And he's Yeah, because people thought they were done. They're not going to sell any more phones. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they make dozens of other products yeah. and and he's three X the yeah. ecosystem, they got they got payments, yeah. they got and so we don't they're, know they're making their own chips soon. They make every yeah. Yeah. So so this is happening to Facebook now. It's pivoting as a business, which all businesses do. We all pivot at different times. And it's reinvesting its cash flow into a new growth engine. Do you know what would be really scary? If it wasn't investing ten billion into something, that's yeah, when you're like trying to, it's trying to make more revenue, trying to come up with yeah. another revenue stream. Yeah, yeah. And people are freaking out. Yeah, uh, I think it's smart. I think they're on track. I, I back it. I, I'm close to buying. It, it's I've been tossing it up. The only thing that's stopping me is I don't know what the fallout's going to be like from the Fed rate rises yeah. this year. There's other and factors I, at play. Yeah. Yeah. So you're but just I don't know. to see if it drops more. I would love to buy it at 12, 13 times earnings. <laughs> I just, do you know what I mean? Like it's cheap, but it's 30% cheap. I want it to be 50%. I don't have to swing at it. Nothing's forcing me to. Mm. I'm just watching. And sometimes, because you don't have to swing every pitch. You can't dance at every wedding either. I think it's a great company. Very, very rare that it does this. Like what Tony says, yeah. 10 years. Since I never buy any stock hardly ever. And that like no. individual stock and that. Like last week, I'm like, I have to buy this. That's oh, yeah, jump drop, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was anticipating Love. more, but more dropping. Yeah. But I did the same with Bubba when it hit 111. I was like, oh fuck, this is so cheap, right? So I think it's a great business. I think I think maybe I'll own it. Own it. Who will own it? Maybe the next couple of days. I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm probably gonna end up with five thousand in Facebook. I, I I didn't put it all in at once because, like you said, I wanted to see what happens. If March yeah, comes yeah. and it drops more, I'll put the rest in and then I'll just let it sit. I expect I expect it to trade sideways this year. I don't really yeah, expect anything. Definitely. No, it will um, trade sideways for at least twelve months. I, you're gonna I think have to go through some pain. So yeah, I think the meta thing has to kind of become work profitable. itself out. Yeah, it'll work. It'll rise before it becomes profitable. People. Always wait until things look rosy before they buy and they miss all the growth. Yeah. You know, I had a, there's a guy in, in my Discord um, and he said, oh, I hope Apple goes through this same experience so I can buy some. And I said, man, the chances of you buying something like Apple when it does this is very slim because you'll be scared. You know right now, after a dip and people are scared, they don't touch it, right? And this is when you got to be brave when others are fearful. And that's what Warren Buffett talks about. Apple, when it was $97 a share, went after, mm-hmm. before the split, it was, I bought it before the split. And it ended up being 97 a share on average. And at that time, everybody was like, Apple's too high. Like, even I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of high, but it's Apple. Like, five years from now, it's Apple. And man, I am so glad I did. I wish I put more because it's like 180 a share right now. So, yeah. God damn it. There's Some, a good like, lesson. Those type of companies to me are never too high. Like, you know, unless something catastrophic happens, you know. Yeah. Well, if you look at Apple as a business, let's, let's say its return on equity is like 150%, um, percent, which is ridiculous. Like, it, it, it for every dollar it reinvests in itself, it earns $2.50 back. And it, so, it's such a great business with whenever your return on equity is high like that, whenever your return on equity is higher than the PE ratio, it's basically a buy. So if you look at Apple, even though it's like quite richly priced or it's fairly priced, right the return now, yeah. is so yeah. high compared to its PE of 28 that it's actually a buy even today. And you'll see that the analysts have pretty well got buy ratings on it all the time because it's such a high quality that what Manish provides is you almost can't overpay for a company like that. And that's what it's happened to you. It's one of those right. things if like if you think about it uh, i was talking to phil about this and Dalt about this last week we're like if if bitcoin ceases to exist and goes out of business per se it's yeah. not going to change my life or anybody's life really other than the money that you have in it but if yeah. apple goes out of business that's going to significantly affect my life i have to change all my products like i yeah. I'm in i am in the ecosystem you know and if Google goes out of business, we're all screwed. Like, you know, yeah. so there's like oh, those companies that, totally. you know, if you look at, if you look at, um, Apple, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, cause all the uh, work computers, everybody uses yeah. windows, you know? Yeah. I would say, but there's this little, a competing operating system with it that we wouldn't all be dead, but the likes of Google and an app, Apple, mainly Google, Facebook, Amazon, Amazon, <laughs> Amazon. Yeah. These are the types of businesses you want to own, right? What? Hey, here's why. I, the reason why I bought Bubba is because without Bubba, Amazon will be fucked. Can we swear on the show. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, we're no, we're gonna have to bleep <laughs> that out now. I'm just kidding. Jesus, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when I get this, like, I even a dot tagged me in a, in a in a post, and this guy was talking about I wanted a side hustle. I noticed everyone on Amazon's buying from Bubba, and so I'm like, yeah, because if Bubba disappeared most of the world's physical product businesses would be in shit. Yeah, the drop shipping is gone. We don't produce anything in the U.S. anymore. We need That's to start right. producing right. our own products. Yeah, and if yeah. we, anything we do produce is too expensive, 
Yeah, you know, cost of it'd be very, very capitalist, but, man. It's yeah. great to be a capitalist, but at the same time, it's all about maximum profit. So you have to yeah. sub all your workout. I'll tell you what, that's not a bad portfolio for anyone. Like looking at the businesses in the world, here's what I would own if they're all the right prices. Apple, Google, Facebook or Meta, Microsoft, Alibaba, Chinese exposure too. And maybe one of the banks, but maybe not. Maybe Bank of America. But that's probably JP Morgan, maybe. Yeah. That's probably maybe the entire portfolio of what you'd probably want to own. So or you could own everything as P five hundred. It's just those they're just yeah. so yeah, you can't almost live without them. And I think they'll print profits for the next thirty years. Yeah, if you own just those companies, they'll probably beat the S and P five hundred every year. If you have yeah. a portfolio with those five companies, yeah. yeah so we will. got we have someone who's saying they have twenty Googles, and they're down as Google. <laughs> uh, I'm not worried. Like it's it's going to drop. Like you can't look at it a month. Like a month doesn't represent the the life of a the company. It's going to have it up and down months and weeks. So you need to look at it at a whole. If like, you what value the internet. Yeah. Don't worry, Google's going nowhere. Yeah, they they, Google's going the nowhere. They they have more revenue streams than than there are lakes probably in the world. Uh, I let gentlemen. I have to get. I have to run. I just this thirty minutes has gone so fast. Okay. But no worries. I've got to jump on, but I'm looking forward to the next episode. And uh, I think Facebook's a buy. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Take Appreciate care, it. Thank you again. All right, Tony. Just, it's great having Lloyd on the show. He's a great fill-in. Uh, well, yeah, we also, now he's our now he's our co-host. Yeah, he's officially the co-host. Uh, he'll he may not be able to say the full episode because he is a busy millionaire, you know. Uh, but he d- will give us at least thirty minutes a week. So uh, make he's sure our you have new your resident expert. Uh, yes, who replaced he is. Our old a- a- resident expert, and um, yeah, we it's it's probably no one more qualified than Lloyd. No, he 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 literally is a retail investor who be who became a proper a smart investor uh, by following the greats like that, and it's always great to have experts like that because it helps me learn more. That's all I care. Started about. out, he started out the way that we always preach. Um, yeah, you know, started out with index funds, and the thing that he had that a lot of people don't have is you can invest in an index fund like the S and P five hundred. And you could put $50 a week or $25 a week. And that's going to be great over a long period of time. But what Lloyd did was he loaded up on that. He, he you know, he created a side business, yeah. uh, had a lot of extra uh, multiple streams of income from real estate and other avenues and put, you know, five, $600 a week into the market. And in 10 years, he became a millionaire doing that. Yeah, he so, 10x his fucking, his, his mind. Well, finding a, a side hustle or keeping your debt low and investing as much as you can. There's no secret to what he did. It's, it's, it's pretty easy. We all kind of know what to do. The problem is having enough capital to do it, you know? Yeah. It's, so getting a million dollar portfolio is just, if you need to find something to fund that. So look, we all have our day jobs, our nine to fives, and then yeah. you do have that hours afterwards. You can build an affiliate marketing for free. There's thousands of courses on uh, on YouTube to teach you how to create a, an affiliate marketing. And you just do that and you just work slowly on that. 
And over time, you'll get it. You have to invest the time. It's not an overnight thing. And then once that starts making you a lot of money, take that money and invest it into the stock market. There yeah. you go. You, you so, could do what our host Phil does. Phil is a, a podcast expert. He got uh, Lloyd Ross to be the number one financial podcast, right? In yeah, Australia. number yeah, he has, he's the number one Austra uh, Australian uh, finance podcast uh, for a couple of weeks, uh, at least a two to two months. We got him there and he's he's standing high in the uh, ratings there. Plus, he's uh, a top 3% podcast listened in the worldwide. So he's getting Amazing. close to about 1,000 to 2,000 downloads and listens uh, a month on his and, Money Goes and On Trees. you gave me podcast. a lot of great tips. Yeah, helping you. And I, I've hit the top 100 in investing in the United States a couple Which times. Which is difficult to do because there's so really many hard. in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. I think I had like 80, 80 for the like my best rank out of the U.S. So Phil, contact Phil. I mean, you could start a side uh, side hustle making a podcast and talk about things you like to do. He could help you out with that. That's his side hustle. Uh, you yeah. can start a course on Udemy or some other platform like I did. There's a lot of things you can do. If you have an expertise, now is the perfect time to uh, start a side hustle. Um, it took me six years to get up to the point where I was comfortable enough to start selling my services as a side hustle for podcast production, helping people grow their podcasts and businesses monetize uh, podcast listeners to uh, get them to get more revenue in their uh, into their world so that they can use that money for whatever they need. So if it's a business owner, they can invest it. So if you start one, if you have a job that you're really good at, you know, talk about it, teach other people about it, and then send them into a funnel to buy your book. Cause that's what Lloyd did to start his side hustle. He, he taught people how to invest. So he said, I started a side hustle, took that money and invested. And then he wrote a book about it. And then he launched his to teach other people. And now he's teaching people how to invest and become millionaires. Yeah, it's great. If you have something that's valuable, people will always want it. And mm -hmm. if you provide a, a valuable service, it benefits you and and the the person that's purchasing your service, uh, and it's great. It's um, there's so many things you can do, and whatever you like doing, and like you said, your your podcast, you can get sponsors so that people you can put a free podcast out, like I do. I have sponsors that pay me, and I don't have to charge anybody for it. So yeah. All right. So uh, do you want to touch on Baba? Because I know that was a topic uh, that we were talking about in the group chat. Um. You know, I don't have too much to say about Baba because uh, I haven't really looked into it too much. No I think that would be a good one for next week for Lloyd because he owns like 400. He has like 400. Yeah, he, he's, he's deep into the Baba. <laughs> uh, we can he talk about like, the rates uh, raising. We can talk about the interest rates. Yeah, that's a good yeah, topic. And I think that's one that a lot of people are nervous about. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said before, we've gone through these things the we've had interest rates in the 70s and 80s we had a federal reserve chairman that raised the interest rates like an insane amount and and so insane that in today's world if he was walking around in the streets he probably would be assassinated this is how <laughs> crazy people are because nobody knew who he was without social media now yeah. everybody knows who jerome powell is you know you see him walking around the street anybody that's in defiant investing knows yeah. in the investing world so um, he's trying to be delicate with the situation. He knows he's uh, a global figure, essentially, and he's, he's well known in, in the stock and in, in finance world. 
investing and finance world. So he's trying to ease us into this. And what he's doing is they're going to slowly do interest rate hikes. They're going to do small percentages at a time. And they're going to try to start unloading the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. So they've been purchasing bonds and essentially keeping the market afloat for the last two years. And now they're weighing over their heads. They have like $9 trillion of bonds on their balance sheet. So they're going to slowly start offloading them. And and they they said it's probably going to take about two and a half years to get it down to a reasonable limit. And um, the thing I'll say about the interest rates, you'll probably see really small hikes, like a quarter percent, maybe a half a percent at a time. This will probably affect, this could affect people that don't have fixed mortgages. Um, your mortgage, you might see your mortgages go up. You might, or you might see more interest added to your loans. You might see your credit card interest going up. Uh, any type of loans you have might be going up. You're going to see car loan interest rates going up. And what this, the the whole idea behind this is, inflation is so out of control right now. It's the highest it's been, like I said, in 40 years. So we have gone through this before, and much worse actually. Um, and they're trying to increase interest rates to make money harder to make it harder to take out loans. So there's not so much money circulating in the system. Money is really cheap right now. So everybody's refinancing houses and buying things on, on, on debt. So they're trying to get that under control by raising rates, uh, making it more difficult to obtain money and making money more valuable again, in a sense. So things, Price, you'll see prices is prices like grocery stores, uh, gas. You'll see all in, indirectly or directly because of interest rates, you'll see things like that going down. Hopefully, in theory, this is how quantitative tightening works. We had quantitative easing in the beginning of this process, meaning interest rates are set to zero. Money is really cheap. Everybody could take out a loan. Now we're seeing tightening to get inflation under control. This is, we've seen this before. This is how this process works. I know a lot of people are worried because we printed a ton of money, but I would say money is already digital anyways. It's not like we have uh, however many trillions of dollars in circulation in dollar bills laying around all, all over the place in banks and in people's safes at home. It's not, it's all digital. Yeah. So uh, you can, in theory, you can print as much money as you want because there's, it's not backed by anything and there's no standard for it. I don't think it's really going to matter. And the, the U.S. dollar is still the strongest currency in the world. And, the, and I was just talking to someone in the group about um, China is going to overtake the, you know, China is going to become so powerful that the U.S. dollar is going to be worthless. Well, right now, everybody, you pull up the Chinese yen. Do you know how much, Phil, take a guess how much the Chinese dollar is equivalent to the U.S. dollar without looking it up. One U.S. dollar is equal to, what do you think? I was going to go yen to uh, U.S. dollar, but if we, yen to U.S. dollar, I think uh, like it's like 50 cents. Like, oh, it's to buy a U.S. Canadian dollar right now to the U.S. I think we're at like 75 cents. Like you so guys. The Canadian dollar is 75 cents to the dollar, the U.S. dollar. And you said 50 cents for China, for the Chinese dollar, the U.S. dollar. It's yeah. actually 16 cents to the U.S. dollar. What the fuck? Jesus. Yeah. So the, the Canadian dollar will be the global reserve currency far before the Chinese dollar is the global reserve currency. So 
I don't think that's something to panic about. We're not even anywhere near that happening. So, um, and, and there's far stronger currencies in the world. I almost think Bitcoin's a stronger currency than the yen. So at this point, Jesus, um, we do have a question here that uh, I know we usually get every once in a while when we get new wa- yeah. list, uh, new listeners, and that, that's fine. Uh, this person is uh, interested in knowing how much you have invested, Tony. Um, um, just over fifty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, this week, just over between all my accounts, Um, you know, between the 401k, my uh, my my fidelity account and then acorns. Yeah. You got out of Publix Uh, and Robin Hood a while ago, right? um, Which. uh, Oh, yeah, I do have Publix, too. There we go. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So a little bit more than that. But uh, I, I, you know, I'm 34, so I am actually behind far what I should I should have had that four years ago but um, you know I didn't really start heavily investing until about three years ago so uh, you can build up an, an investment portfolio rather quickly and I try to put in about a hundred to two hundred dollars a week into index funds and it's grown pretty it's pretty good like total money invested I have about twenty seven thousand and total value about 52,000. So there we go. That's a great. Yeah. Yeah. And, then and there's course, no real secret. It's all just blue chip stocks and eat and ETFs. Yeah. Things we preach. Uh, speaking of ETF, actually, we have a question. Let me just see here. Yeah. I got here. I know Tony uh, Skyzmanski likes ETFs and I got really in. <laughs> in not because he talks about that but i did have my homework and they've been working well i put a lot of money in it but i'm down like google vu and yeah. qqq and of course again it's the market the market is being adjusted because of what's coming up don't worry about it if you have one down year it's fine it's when there's three four years that you have to start worrying the thing is too is with my 401k and my other accounts i've been doing it for a while and i i started when the market's been on an incredible bull run for yeah. the last decade. And if you started years ago, even if you started in like 2019, you would be seeing some really great profits right now. Even with this year being down overall, everything is just up so much over the last couple of years. And for those of you that are just starting now, you kind of can look at it as an opportunity where you're the market's coming back down to reality a little bit. You're starting to get some some things at good valuations. So it's one of those things where you're going to have to keep doing it, and it's going to take a couple years for you to really start seeing the growth. But uh, it's going to pay off. At first, it's it's frustrating when everything's so up and down, and I've I've gone through that too. But and then when you you zoom out and you look at your portfolio, I'm like, wow, I'm up this much. It, it kind of just it's a blur and it goes by quickly. But like I said, I do have a, a pretty good sizable amount of cash. Um, and it's always important to have your, your emergency fund, a six-month emergency fund. And I do have uh, some money I'm looking to put into the market at some point. I think I'm going to put another $10,000 into something overall, probably 5000 into – I'm thinking 5000 into Facebook and then 5000 into Google once the split happens. Ooh, that's um, going to be a good uh, goodbye when the split happens. Yeah, so it's important to keep some cash and not put all of your money into the market because there's there's always going to be some type of opportunity that comes up and you're going to be like, man, I wish I had money for that. So, 
did I? I don't know if I really answered. Did I answer his question? I forget. What yeah, you did. Was. You just you, you pretty <laughs> much said, "Don't ramble. worry, it's gonna have bad things happen, but with blue chip companies, we're good." Um, just a lot a look. of people that have a lot more money than I do, and there's a lot of people that have a lot less money. So I'm not uh, like Lloyd, you know, yeah. for he's really the model that you're going to want to use. I'm still in the beginning stages. Um, so well, it's always you know, smart to have multiple levels. Like speaking of entrepreneurs, which is one of my podcasts, uh, invest in yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast. You always want to go for someone who's a few years ahead of you. Like Lloyd is your, is now your model. Cause that's who you want to be in the next three yeah, to five well, it's years. About four right? years. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you're four years. You're, I want to be where you are in four years. And then at that point I'll be like, okay, I want to be following what Lloyd is in four years and this and that. Yeah, so, yeah, I think a realistic goal for myself that I have set is I want to have realistically, I think this is absolutely possible by the time I'm 38, which will be about three and a half years from now, I want to have, over a hundred thousand dollars invested alone, not with not with cash and my portfolio. I just want to have that in my portfolio. So that's my my goal is to hit six figure portfolio before I'm forty because I started kind of late. Um, so to oh, me, that would be a great accomplishment. I think you'll uh, definitely be able to do it. Yeah, I think so, and I think so, and I think everybody could do it. Uh, obviously, people are at different income levels and different um, levels of their lives. So everyone has a different situation, obviously. So you just got to do what you can do, you know. But Phil, how is your portfolio doing, and what are you invested in? I I, I keep it very simple. So I have the stock that I for the company that I worked for, and I and I'm not going to announce it because I don't like yeah, yeah, to yeah. talk about that yeah. company. And I have Vu. That's it. And uh, because I'm doing this as a full time, uh, money goes to paying different things. So I only able to put only a hundred dollars a month into it. But yeah. slowly getting more clients and that to uh, take my business up and up. And uh, Lloyd's uh, so helping me I with that. I think you should really consider opening something like the Acorns for Canada and put <laughs> even just five bucks a week in there. And they, while, while you're waiting, just whatever you can do, five, 10, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever. And over time, while you're working on your, your, your projects that you have going on and whatnot, you'll still be in the market and you'll still be taking advantage of the discounted price prices right now. You're right. Well, You're right. I, I got to do I it. I think that yeah. would be good. And it really, you really don't. And that's a misconception. A lot of people in the group are, are always saying like, I don't have a lot of money to get started. And that's totally fine. Like I, I've well, most of my life, I didn't have a lot of money until I was in my later twenties. Um, and everyone's at different levels and you don't really, you don't need a lot of money to get started. It's going to grow over time and it compounds and you want to take advantage of it. You want to be in the market all the time. That's all right. Time. Yeah. I think I will. I think I'll do that. Uh, who we got here? We got, Oh, our good, good friend, uh, Mark here from your, uh, I had a beer for you today. Yeah, there we go. Having a beer coming <laughs> in there. It's 5 PM getting off. Uh, and just tuning in out. Looks like I missed most of it live, though. It's no worries. Luckily, once this ends, you can go back and watch. Lloyd had a lot, yeah. of, a lot to say about um, uh, 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 Facebook, uh, the growth that's coming there. Of course, you talked a bit about Baba because uh, that's his baby, pretty much. And then we we talked about the Fed rate there and that. Um, so do you have anything close up, to Yeah, to, to finish up, I, very briefly, we talked about the interest rates. I think we'll talk about that more in depth. When it happens. Uh, do you have anything posted that 
just goes over acorns. We need it up on what is what is that? You read up on it. I, I guess they're asking, do you, do we have an episode talking about acorn? I think do, yeah, do you I have do. one on your the stock bros? I'll post it in the group chat. Yeah, this, I'll post it in this chat when we're done with the podcast. Um, yeah. You have a few but, episodes that go over different trading uh, apps, right? Honestly, it's a, it's probably probably one of the safest avenues to go with is, is Acorns because they already have pre-built portfolios for you full of ETFs like VU, the S&P 500. We talk about all the time. Yeah. Very well balanced. But I'll put more information in the chat. But I wanted to touch up briefly on the interest rates and the Fed hikes in March. I think that's a good topic um, we're going to cover more closely as we get to that point, because it's kind of anyone's guess on what's going to happen. We're all kind of guessing interest rates are going to cause a little bit of a panic and the market's going to go down a little bit. But that's good. That's an opportunity for people that are new and haven't started investing yet. You're buying at a cheaper price and you might be down for a year or two. But man, it's going to pop and it always does. And when it pops, you're going to have it at cheaper prices. And you're going to be so glad you did. So that, And I do think this year is probably going to finish in the red, but that's okay. It's okay to buy while it's in the red because you're building your tree or you're planting your tree right now, you know? Yeah. But, but we'll cover up more of that as we get closer to that, that happening and that meeting happening. So there we go. All right. Uh, you ready to sign off? I'm ready, man. All right, Tony, tell us where we can find you and listen to more of your wisdom. Yeah, Stock Bro Podcast, which is totally free. I do have sponsors, so you can fast forward through the first 30 seconds. I still get <laughs> paid from them. That doesn't matter to me. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can find me there. And I do have a course on Udemy, um, which is pretty cheap. Uh, yeah, it could be anywhere from 10 bucks to 20 bucks, depending on the sales that they're running. I actually don't control the price all the time. And, um, and that's it. I appreciate all the listeners and the support and, uh, we have a great group and looking forward to continue growing it even bigger. Yes, sir. And of course I'll give a little shout out. You can always find out more about Lloyd Ross, our new co-host here. Just go over to his Instagram at Lloyd James Ross or his website, LloydJRoss.com. And you can learn about him and start your side hustle and start planting money trees if you're interested there. And if you're interested in following the podcast, please do check out us on Instagram at podcast. Uh, no, sorry. Stock dirty pod on Instagram and all the social medias. And I want to thank you guys so, so much for listening and wish you all a great night and in smart investing.